When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to the Inner Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Carolina Salazar, and I hope you're doing amazing. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. And I hope you're having a good start to your April. I cannot believe that we're in April already. But I'm so happy because I love spring. April is my birthday month. So I am just thriving. If you guys have tuned into this podcast for a while, you will know that I'm a Taurus and I have an Aries rising and also Aries, Mercury and Jupiter. So Aries season and Taurus season for me are so hype and I just love the energy. So I'm thriving. I hope that you are also thriving and I hope that you are also leaning into the spring energy and just really allowing yourself to feel invigorated by this shift. So love all of that. And I wanted to start out today's episode just doing a couple of announcements. So you guys might have already noticed, but I released today's episode on a Monday. And the reason why is that from here on out for at least two months, we're going to be having two episodes a week. So guest episodes on Mondays and then solo episodes on Thursdays, which to me is so exciting. I have a ton of guest conversations that I've recorded over the last few months, and I'm just really excited to share them with you all. So that's an exciting update. And as always, please message me on Instagram, whether you message me through the Carolina Lifestyle or innergrowth.co. You can reach me in either of those accounts. I would love to hear any takeaways you got from the episodes, any podcast topics you loved or ones you want to see on the podcast. Please let me know if you have guest suggestions. I am open to any and all recommendations, feedback, all of that. So let's chat if you do have anything to share. And then another exciting update is that I am going to be moving pretty much all of my recordings to IRL recording so to recording in studio with my guests and also my solo episodes so what that means is that we're going to start having the podcast on YouTube so this episode which is a guest conversation is actually one of the episodes I recorded live so that will be on YouTube if you guys want to watch the video and then I will also have all of my solo episodes going forwards as well recorded on video so you can watch it on YouTube if that's your jam and then for the next two months, all the other guest conversations aside from this one that's airing today will have been Zoom recordings. So I'm still debating if I'll upload those to YouTube or not. But starting in around end of May, all the guest conversations will also have been all on video. So I'm super, super, super excited because it feels like such an up level for the podcast to have a video component and to be on YouTube. So just wanted to let you guys know all of that. And for today's episode, I sat down with Jen Lauren in the New York studio and we had a really cool conversation about career and your 20s and taking risks and experimenting different things and it was honestly amazing. Jen is a content creator, a YouTuber, and she also has her own podcast, There to Self-Care, and she also works full-time actually as a video creator at Dear Media, which is so awesome. So she works within the podcast space and this conversation was really anchored in on her career experiences throughout her 20s so far, the importance of trying as much as you can to really figure out what you like. And she really ebbed and flowed from so many different types of careers. So I had a really good time learning more about her career progression and then picking her brain about it too. And then we also dove into her own inner growth journey and a few other really fun topics. So I am sure you're going to absolutely love this conversation. We did a podcast swap. So my episode on Jen's podcast will be airing April 4th. So the day after this episode goes live. So you guys can check that out. If you are listening to this on the day it airs, you can check it out tomorrow. If you're listening to this later on, you can check that out whenever. 
and it was also really great. She kind of asked me a lot about my complete journey from like pre-Carolina lifestyle to now and all things holistic health. We dove into cycle syncing just a little bit, but it was so fun. I felt like both of the episodes were so incredible. We were both on fire. So I think you're going to love it and I think you're going to love her. So without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. But before we do, remember to hit the plus button on the top right corner of Apple and the subscribe button on Spotify if you want to be notified of future inner growth episodes. So with all of that said and done, let's dive into it and let's get growing. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. I'm so excited to be recording in person with you. This is so fun. This is so fun. And I am so excited to be chatting about like post-grad, kind of like career moves, all of that, because you're someone who I see is very multidimensional like me and also who has had a lot of really cool career experiences and who has tried so many different things, which that's what our 20s are for. But before we get into that, do you know your sun, moon and rising in astrology? I know it, but I don't, I forget which is which. Give me one sec. Let me pull up my co-star. Okay. I'm eagerly awaiting. I feel like you have fire in your big three, but. Yeah, wait, do you want to guess? I would guess that you are. Don't insult me. (laughs) I actually have no idea. She's like Scorpio, Gemini. I was going to guess Capricorn Moon and Gemini Rising. Nova, I'm Capricorn Moon. (laughs) Wait, I don't know what that means, but that's crazy. And I'm okay, I'll tell you what mine is, and then I'm curious why you thought that. Okay. Sun is Virgo, Moon is Capricorn, Rising's Virgo. And I'm the last day of Virgo. You're like triple Earth. Because Virgo and Capricorn are Earth signs. What does that mean? Am I grounded? That means that like you need to find grounding in your life. But also that you I would imagine (laughs) that you are also very much like you like things to be tangible like let's say you're like moving somewhere like you want to measure the space like you want to know exactly how much time you have for something you're like I would imagine that you kind of need to like grasp the things in your life like in that level is that true it is but I'm also as I've evolved as a person become more of like a risk taker and a creative Like I just decided to paint my apartment and I didn't know, I didn't understand or grasp how long that was going to take or what was involved in it. And I kind of just did it. Virgo is also a mutable sign. So it's almost like you can be really adaptable and like you're open to change. That I am. I'm very open to change. I'm also the last day of Virgo. So technically I'm a cusp, but I'm clearly very much Virgo. I'm the cusp of Taurus and Aries. So I was born on the first day of Taurus. And I understand the duality. It's like people, some people are like, cusps don't exist. But I really think that it does impact just a little bit. Because when you're 29th degree of Virgo, it's like you have a lot of Virgo. Like it's almost like you have all of the qualities maximized of Virgo. Interesting. But when you're born on the first day, like zero degrees like me, it's like you're learning to embody that more. But uh, it's interesting because I am super organized and whatnot with like, my Google Calendar, but not with my space. But that's a Virgo trait. Like really? People think that Virgo homes are the most. Yes. But it's actually Libra homes. Like Libra risings. Like both my parents are Libra risings. Our house always has to be like sparkling clean. Oh, Everything nice. needs to have a spot. Like that's my parents and they're both Libra risings. When you have Virgo energy, it's like you have the color-coded Google Calendar. Yes, you like that's to me. schedule things that's out. Me. You like to plan in advance. And you're really good at like keeping things straight with your thoughts or like you want to at least. And I actually don't have any Virgo in my chart. So that's something I'm all all the time trying to embody more. Wait, so why did – sorry, no one else is going to be interested in this, but why did you think my moon was Capricorn right away? The reason why is because our moon is kind of like the part of our chart where we get a sense of like emotional well-being, but also it's like things we almost do subconsciously. So for example – having a Capricorn moon, that to me was like, oh, being someone who's like very career oriented and like someone okay. who likes to, the moon also is the most changeable thing. Like the moon changes signs every two days. So having a Capricorn moon might mean that like you like experimenting and like changing around your jobs and like I do kind of finding emotional satisfaction with that too. That's why I was like, hmm. Wait, that's spot on. Interesting. Yeah, there you go. So talking about career let's get into that because I kind of want to hear your journey when we first met which was on 
the Lit and Lean outdoor workout in like May of last year. We were like, okay, we have to do a podcast swap. <laughs> and now we were doing it. But at that time, I'm pretty sure you were contracting, doing freelance for like a few different yes. things. So I don't really know enough of the context. So I'm really curious as to how things went from the moment you graduated college, like what you thought you wanted to do and then kind of what happened after that and what led you to now be working like full time. What a journey. What a journey. I graduated in 2018 for context. So five years ago, Mm -hmm. I think. Not great at math. Yeah. Okay. No. Can't be five years. 2023. You graduated? Yeah. Well, yeah. Art says five years. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, that's quick math. It's not great over here. Okay, five, five years. Ago, graduated college. So a lot has happened since then. And honestly, now that I'm thinking about that, it really gives me so much hope. I'm just like going on a little tangent here. It's giving me so much hope for like just how much can happen in five years. I've gone through like four iterations of careers and types of jobs and industries. And it's really cool even talking on my podcast about how you in the last two years really or three – have grown all these platforms. Like, it should give people such hope and motivation for how much can happen. I literally always think about this. So much can change in a year. So much can change in, like, two, three years. So much. Because when you're building something or working on a passion project for a couple of years to even five years like I have, if you haven't, like, absolutely blown up and been at your long-term, like, highest of goals yet, you feel like nothing has happened. Mm -hmm. But the actual progress and growth, if you really sit to think about it, or even, like, my therapist will remind me, it's really crazy. It's like reminding yourself, again, that's a huge reminder for anyone with Capricorn placements, which, for me, in my chart, it's, like, the ruler of my career house. So it does play a role in my chart, too, which is being very career-oriented, but then also reminding yourself of the time that things will take. And understanding, like, you have so much time. So much time. Like, you want to get to your 40s and 50s and still feel like you have so much more that you want to do. At least that's what I want to feel like when I'm 40 and 50, that, like, my potential is endless and, like, you can keep growing things. It's so funny because I always tell my boyfriend that the people who inspire me most are, like, the 45-year-olds that have started these new companies at 45 that have now blown up. And it just reminds me that – who the hell knows what I'm going to be doing at 45? Like, I know it's so weird, but that is so exciting to me that I could be doing something in a totally different industry, a totally different, just everything all together could be totally yeah. different. And it's so exciting. Yeah, exactly. I told I you I like change. <laughs> yeah, I think that's like the most beautiful thing about it. And I recently heard an episode of Mariana Hewitt, who's the founder of Summer Fridays on Jay Shetty's podcast. I don't know if you heard that one. I did. But you know how she was talking literally about this, how mm-hmm. she wrote a list of all the things she wanted to achieve and what she year she thought them. she was going to achieve it by and realized that she wanted to reach all of them by like 40. And I think it's because of this like Forbes 30 under 30 yes. pressure that like a lot of people put on themselves like, oh, I want to hit this particular milestone. So I have to achieve everything I want to achieve before I'm 30, which is so which I'm not s- true. I like was 30 just is say, just a number. I'm so glad I don't care about that list. Because I can only imagine the pressure where it's like, oh my God, two years left. It's like, that is crazy. But I think in general, even in other life like moments, a totally. lot of people put 30 as like this benchmark or this milestone change moment. And then if you don't achieve everything you want to achieve or get married or have kids or whatever it is, by that age, then you didn't achieve enough. And I feel like the people I look up to most are over 30 thriving. And didn't start until at least 30, whatever they're doing. So it always inspires me. But your question was, since graduation, what has happened? Yeah. Okay, so graduated 2018. I went right into – I always said in college, senior year, I'm starting a YouTube channel after college. I was going into full-time – I mean, full-time corporate life. I wasn't, like, doing just YouTube, but – at this time, also keep in mind that TikTok didn't exist. Like, uh-huh. being a creator was not, like, the norm at that time. So I always said I was waiting till after college so no one could make fun of me. Like, it Wait, was a side note, deal. did you grow up watching YouTube or, like, liking no. YouTube? No. It happened, I want to say junior and senior year of college or even sophomore to senior year. I became obsessed as a viewer with, like, Lauren Elizabeth. I loved that mm-hmm. she spoke so openly about mental health when – That was a lot of my upbringing and in my family we talk a lot about mental health and addiction and depression and like all of the heavy things. And I was in like a very lighthearted, you know, friend group in college and like everything was so fun. 
And then seeing one of my favorite YouTubers talking so openly about it and also yeah. being funny and entertaining. Mm -hmm. She was just like my biggest inspiration. So growing up, I was into acting and everything. So my my passion for whatever reason, I'm my most comfortable and energized on a mic on camera. I don't know why. Maybe you could tell me about my chart. <laughs> I'd have but, to look at your Mercury yeah. and your other placements. Okay, my Mercury. Um. Anyway, I saw YouTube, became obsessed as a viewer, and I was like, this is the thing. Like, it's not acting. I it's love not, watching YouTube I so love, much. Like, I love it. So whatever. I started a channel after college, but I'm full-time PR at an agency, music celebrity PR. I am walking... Hillary Duff down the red carpet. I'm bringing Sabrina Carpenter to interviews. Like I'm really on the surface, very cool job, very realistically. Glamorous. It's kind of toxic, as you can imagine. Like just being so involved in the celebrity culture and being at the lowest level as an assistant out of college in that type of job. It's all encompassing. It was so cool at the time. I don't think I could do it now, but it was such a cool job at the time. Realized I was obsessed with wellness. Why am I in music? Moved to another PR agency. That was during the pandemic, okay. 2020. Within music? No, wellness. Oh, So wellness. I pivoted Sorry. to another agency that's like wellness focused. Okay. Loved it. My clients were like the class by Taryn Toomey, Vitruvia Essential Oils, like very cool. Mm, okay. As I started doubling down, creating my podcast, doubling down on YouTube because I had so much time at home. Tell me the progression of that. So you started with your YouTube channel while you were working in the first PR job. Mm -hmm. And then how did that progress? YouTube was just always something I was obsessed with. I wasn't able to be as consistent as I wanted to be when I was at that music PR job because it was events, red carpets, it was concerts at night. It wasn't just like a nine to five by any means. So I wasn't able to be as consistent with YouTube, but I was trying. Mm -hmm. And then lockdown happened. I switched agencies and I was like, this is my time doing all the online workout challenges. Like it was very like that's what was working on YouTube. And that was my niche anyway. I kind of had like hit a really low point in my life when the pandemic started and I moved home and I was in lockdown and I was not okay. My anxiety was heightened and everything was like if I think about one of the darkest times in my life, it was then. And so I decided to hold myself accountable to trying new things that could make me feel better. I would do these challenges on YouTube, breath work for 30 days, like Wim Hof breath work. Then I would do 30 days of Melissa Wood Health. Then I would do 30 days of trying a different meditation every day. So I did it for YouTube, but it was also really helping me with my own like spiritual awakening. And as that progressed, I decided to start a podcast. Do you know Natalie Barbu? Mm -hmm. So she's one of my good friends now. And at the time, she's kind of like, I guess like mentoring me, you would call it, or consulting. And I told her one day I want to start a podcast. And she was like, well, why wouldn't you just do it now? Mm -hmm. And I was like, you're right. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Yeah, go for it. I just thought, I just, I didn't, I don't know. So then right from there, I took the plunge, started the podcast just to be able to bring like the experts and other people into the conversation. Yeah. Was that in 2021? That was, yeah, 2021. It's been two years. And then just to fast forward a bit, was in the job at PR, 2022, this whisper just got louder and louder and louder. Why are you in PR? You don't like it. You hate it. You want to be a creator. Like, it just got so loud to the point where it got to a point where I was sitting down to write my to-do list in the morning and I'd just cry. And it wasn't because there was too much on my plate with PR. It was just that I felt I had no energy to give what I really wanted to be doing. And all of my energy was going to something that I did not see a future in. I did not want to be, like, where my boss was. Like, there was no future in it, even though... I loved wellness. It can be really hard to feel motivated in that scenario, like where you know that when you look at the future, it's not really where you want to be going in the direction of. And I also think we were talking about this off air, how you're a manifesting generator in human design and I'm a generator. And for anyone with generator or a manifesting generator placement, it's so important for you to focus on like stuff that you actually get riled up about or really excited to talk about, because exactly. if not, your energy just shrinks. Exactly, which is why I'm glad I made the pivot to wellness PR if I was going to be in PR. But at the end of the day, I just kept feeling like I had no energy left in me to like edit a YouTube video or whatnot. And I just decided to finally take the plunge. I couldn't take it anymore. I was crying hysterically. I was being so dramatic. <laughs> and I was just like, you know what? I don't care how financially insecure I am. 
I'm not a good financial planner. And I felt like if I was going to quit my full-time job, I had to be making as much as I'm making in my full-time job to match it and the whole thing. And it was just like, this isn't realistic. I need to just take the plunge and figure it out. I know who I am. I will hustle. I will walk dogs if I need to pay the extra rent. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I knew I wasn't too good to walk a dog or like. Yeah. You have know. like a little side hustle or other income streams. I just knew sitting at a desk all day, giving 100% to something that didn't fuel me, wasn't it. So I went to work at the Rumble front desk. Best decision I ever made. Made my closest friends. Was in an environment almost every day that I love. Like a workout class is, if you know me, it's like my happy place. Yeah. And to be there. That is so Virgo. Is it? I love it. Yeah. It's so funny. Because Virgo is all about wellness. Is it's it? about your day-to-day routines. Interesting. That is what Virgo is kind of about. Also ties into being in service and helping other people. Mm-hmm. And then also ties into your job. Like what you're doing on a day-to-day basis. Whereas Capricorn is more like your career, your legacy, what you're leaving behind. Virgo is more like what are you doing so on cool. a day-to-day. It's so cool job. how it actually matches. Yeah. So, so it makes your chart makes a lot of sense to me. That's like so the big cool. three at least. Yeah. So, so I made the plunge. Rumble. You were like, okay, um, Doing this freelance, you're creating content, you're working at Rumble. So actually when I went to quit, one of the directors called me and said, you have a choice. There's other options. You can stay part-time. You could stay freelance. And I had no Mm -hmm. idea about that. And now it's like so a part of my message (laughs) is like it's not black and white. Yeah, It's not full-time or you're making enough money on your side hustle that you get to do that full-time. It's not one or the other. There is an area in between where you can ask your company to do part-time and work with you. Which is what I did. Exactly. Before I went full-time on content. It's such a nice gradual transition. So I had the extra time and energy to work on my own stuff. But then I got to a point where it was too much because I was working at Rumble. I was working there. I was working everywhere. (laughs) It was just not. (laughs) So, okay. Eventually, it evolved into full-time. What was the the situation? (laughs) Between all the part-time jobs. I signed on to Rumble because I thought I was quitting my full-time job. Okay. Then they offered me part-time, and now I'm here with two part-time jobs and 8,000 side hustles. In freelance, my YouTube, my podcast, everything. So you're doing podcast, YouTube. YouTube. Instagram. Did you do Instagram or, like, TikTok? TikTok. TikTok. And then you were also doing Rumble. Rumble. Part-time, working part-time at the PR company. And then freelance jobs. What was the freelance situation? I was doing like video editing and social media consultations. So I had okay. six jobs. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so what's cool is that it's all imagine, it's like, all a learning like experience. I've never been happier than I was then because I had the freedom of my own schedule. I was hustling. I was on my feet, on the go, all the things. But it was too much. And I couldn't afford financially to take too much off my plate at that time. So I just started freaking out. I need some more structure. What if I go back to full time for the benefits and everything? I was turning 26, not going to be on my parents' health insurance, but do it in a capacity that will actually benefit me going into a creative job. And also doing something that you feel really aligned with. Yes. Like, so when you were going into that moment of, okay, I think I want a full-time job again. What was that like? It happened so fast. Okay, tell me how it went. Like, truly, I got on the phone with my therapist that week, and she was like, wait, what? You're applying to jobs? Like, what's happening? I think through Kundalini and all my spiritual practices, I've been able to tune into my gut very easily and very quickly. And so when I, even just like a little example is I went copper, my hair color. Uh And like the day I had the instinct to do it or the idea, I did it that day. The day I said, I cannot look at myself anymore copper. I need to go back to brown. I did it that day. Like I'm I'm, very much like that too. But I'm not an impulsive person. So like when I had the idea to quit my full-time job or to go part-time and these big career changes, I sit on them until Mm. my gut is like, go. Does that make sense? A hundred percent. So it's like a whisper gets louder and louder. Yeah. Which I like because I don't want to be too impulsive but then I know when it's time. So uh, anyway, I, I just started realizing I don't have enough structure. I don't have enough money. Like that's the reality of it too. Like sometimes you do. I, I think also my friends. It's like priorities. Yeah. And my friends started to have bachelorette parties and I needed wedding gifts. And like truly that was a big part of it. It was like I'm not able to splurge on these trips and things and I want to. Mm-hmm. So 
it felt like there was so much pressure on my social media to be my full-time job that I wasn't, it was like desperate energy and nothing was clicking and I just needed a new creative job. I needed some more stability, some more money, all the things. And I was like, what if I can do something I love full-time? Because I haven't tried that yet. Mm-hmm. One thing led to another. I'm taking a bunch of interviews and I somehow land working for my number one inspiration. I promise you I manifested this. And I now work for Dear Media for the Skinny Confidential podcast, which, as you can imagine, is very much benefiting what I love to do and what fuels me and going to benefit my future. And it is actually a position where I'm like, wait, I would want to be my boss, which I've never had before. Yes. So it's like you can't, sometimes it's just not the right full-time job. It all comes in seasons. I don't think I'm going to be full-time forever. I don't think I'm going to be working on my own forever. I think it ebbs and flows and opportunities come and you just have to like flow with it and not put pressure on yourself to, because an identity gets tied to it, right? Like my identity was I work for myself. This is so cool. I run my own schedule. So to go back to full-time. It's like an ego death a little bit. So I needed to have a cool enough job to like justify it. (laughs) In my head. Mm-hmm. And I found one. <laughs> I love that. How long has it been now? Like five months? Since like Thanksgiving, I started around then because I remember I was on a bachelorette like two weeks before and I got the call and my friends were all in the hotel room that I got the job uh-huh. and I took a shot. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. What well, has it been like adapting also back into working a nine to five and balancing content with that now that you kind of made the shift? It's been hard. Do I a lot of the time miss my lifestyle where I was just getting money a million different places and figuring it out as I go and being on my feet and on the go in New York City? I think about it at least once a week. I miss it. I miss being at Rumble all the time. I miss being with my friends in the fitness industry and being so involved in that industry and on my feet. So it's been really hard to be at a desk all day. And that's why we were DMing the other week about like a, a walking pad desk. and a standing desk because I think it's an investment that's genuinely going to help me. Like, yeah, I really, really do. I think there's ways to figure it out. Like, I'm just figuring it out as I go. It takes time, too, to figure out the routines and adapt because we kind of flip-flopped. Like, when you decided to go back yeah. to 9 to 5, that was when I made my jump to go full-time into content. And I'm still – kind of crafting my weekly routine right? what it's going to look like. And it is more freedom focused, so I can have it change week by week. Whereas in a nine to five, like you kind of have a little bit more of that structure, which is what you wanted to at that moment in your life. Which is what I loved about the other lifestyles that every day was different. And I loved every night planning my Google calendar for the next day. Like I loved it. But I will say, even though my one big thing that's been hard for me is sitting at home all day like that's really hard for me after the lifestyle I had to feel like life's passing me by because I was so on the go doing different things every day and I will say it loud and proud I want to get back to that one day however this job is so cool and fuels me so freaking cool and excites me and I'm obsessed with it so it's a give and take right so when the bosses are in town and I get to go to recordings here and shoot social content I love it. And I think it's just, I'm obsessed with it, but it's also okay for there to be pros and cons. And every single job situation I've had, there are pros and cons. I think that all the time is also, as you said, there's pros and cons to everything. Nothing is perfect, which is a topic we kind of talked about on your podcast is like releasing the kind of pressure of perfection of everything having to be perfect or look perfect or not have any cons. Like there are always going to be good things about something and there's always going to be bad things about something. It's just about figuring out the balance of that that works for you. And figuring out almost how you can adjust, right? So it's not just like complaining that I'm sitting all day. It's thinking about a standing desk. It's I get out of my apartment and I go work in different spaces that make me feel more focused, more productive, more like I'm out in New York City. So There's ways to kind of course correct and figure out, okay, let's not just complain about this. Maybe there's another way. Which is what we were talking about before too of like taking responsibility for it and being accountable and saying like, okay, instead of blaming the situation or feeling like a victim, what can I do to have more fun with it or to find a little bit more joy and like flow in the work 
day. I also like to think of it as like my weekends are kind of what my old work days were. So like we're doing this on a Saturday. I'm podcasting. Tomorrow I'm working at Rumble. I still work there once a week or once every other week because I need to feel like I still have that part of me. Yeah. It doesn't feel like work. I'm obsessed with being there. It fuels a part of me that is so on the go and wants to be working at the workout studio. and wants At to- Rumble, did you do like the desk? Or yes. Did- yeah. And we're like all obsessed with each other and a family and I love being there. And it just, it makes me feel like I didn't sacrifice a part of myself. It doesn't have to be an identity thing, you know? Like you yeah. can still have, with career changes, parts of yourself that you had in your old career and bring it into the next phase. I really think that every single job that you have is teaching you something about yourself or about what you want or about what you don't want that you're going to apply in Absolutely. the next phase of your career. If I didn't take the plunge and go be on my feet and out and about, I don't think I would have realized that a huge part of it, it's not that I want to work for myself. It's I want to stand up. Like as yeah. silly as it sounds, I want yeah. to be bopping around the city from one place to that fuels me and I wouldn't have realized that that was actually what it was and I also think that you learning to be on your feet and multitasking all those different jobs you need to be a multitasker to work at the skinny confidential oh yeah you have some very dynamic bosses and and totally and what's cool is that it's so cool it's appreciated there that I'm a content creator yeah so I never feel like I have to be hiding it or anything it's like no the job is content Mm-hmm. So I'm learning through my job and they're actually getting a lot of value from me too. So it's cool to feel like you're providing and gaining value in a job. I think that's what it felt at PR. It was like, I've been doing this for so long. I know everything about PR. I'm not gaining anything anymore. Yeah, I think, I mean, I've had those moments myself too where you are in a certain part of your job or a certain timeline within that job and you realize like, do I have that much more to grow in this job? Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't. And that feeling can be really weird to navigate. So, yeah, thank you for sharing that. I really was curious to hear the whole story. And now that you are back to 95, I just want to ask this before we move on to some other questions yeah. I have. Is like within wellness and all of that and finding a little bit more flow in your workday. I know it's been kind of <laughs> recent still, but yeah. what are some things you found that have helped you? So cheesy, but the morning routine. Yeah. I'm very lucky to not start till 10 a.m. Because everyone oh, else is great. in Dear Media is Austin or LA. So I get to start a little later, but I also have to end later. So I end yeah. at 7, which makes it very hard to have a wind-down routine. So that's another thing I kind of struggle with. Or is social plans during the week. I don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, a truly, I don't make plans during the week anymore, and it's kind of been the best thing ever. Having, like, a solid nighttime, like, An excuse, routine, too. Just like, I guess that's it's like, how I work late. Down. I work late. I can't. It sucks because, like, some of these, like, wellness events and whatnot I can't make. But I don't put pressure on myself to, like, make plans with friends on Thursdays and whatnot. It's, like, I have two hours after work. Yeah. And you let the weekend be the weekend. Exactly. So that's kind of been hard for me because it's, like, after work, I want to edit a YouTube video. I need to cook. I need to clean. I need to be a good girlfriend and spend time with my boyfriend who I live with. So there's a lot to fit into those two hours. But... Do you go to bed by nine? No. When I see nine, I say, okay, it's time to wash up or 930. Uh-huh. And I try to be in bed by 10 and read. And at 1030, I'll shut off my Kindle and hit the hay. And then that was so that. cheesy. Hit the hay. Hit the hay. And then, <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I don't know. I ever that, said that though. in my life. You're very disciplined. My boyfriend's very disciplined. Mm, it really sure helps. helps a lot. Huge life hack live with someone who inspires you. He wakes up earlier than me. He never misses a day at the gym. So he does love to see it. We love to see it. Transcendental meditation for 20 minutes every morning. No way. So that really inspires me. It's one of my favorite things about him. And I know a lot of people almost get like turned off or they say they're turned off by like a guy who's like a gym guy and all these things. I'm like, I love having someone who makes me want to be better too. Yeah. I think that's super awesome. And I think guys who meditate, I mean. Guys who meditate. They should brand that. That should be a podcast. Ethan guys should start that meditate. with a friend. Guys who meditate. Wait. Dead serious? I mean, it is a great idea. I'm going to tell him. <laughs> tell him to start it. No, I'm literally going to tell him. But What's his zodiac sign? He's a Pisces. I was going to guess that. No way. Yeah. Did you know that Pisces and Gemini or Pisces and Virgo Virgo are opposite signs? 
Yeah, but I thought they're 100% compatible. I In a generator online, it said that. Because compatibility of software is they're always going to say that, like, opposite signs and are, like, compatible uh. because... That means that it's an earth sign with a water sign or a fire sign with an air sign. But compatibility goes like way beyond that. But I'm sure that means like you guys complement each other really well. Yes, because we're also very different in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. The opposites. Yeah. Like he needs the space very tidy and like I'm I'm not messy, but it's just not as I don't notice the little nitty gritty things. Yeah. But anyway. That is one thing that helps. But something that really helps me is making sure I have a long morning that fully nourishes and serves me. And even if it's not a workout and I need to just like rest that morning or record something, like I'm still waking up early and whether it's recording a podcast or filming YouTube video or I'm still doing something that fuels me every morning, even if it's not the workout. Yeah, for sure. What are some things that you try to do every day? So every single morning, the alarm's set for 6.15, which means I usually don't get out of the bed till 6.45, (laughs) maybe 6.30, because sometimes Ethan getting up earlier just, like, naturally makes me get up earlier. I wake up, I brush my teeth, do the whole thing, and then I do kundalini breath work for anywhere from 8 to 18 minutes, depending on the day. So cool. I've never done kundalini before. I'm obsessed. As, like, a productive, efficient person, I... Love that it's breath work, meditation, mantra, movement, all in one. So I just feel very efficient. I feel it's like the most intense or potent, they say, form of meditation. So I I love feeling the difference. And it's like super active. Mm-hmm. So if you're someone who I don't believe in can't meditate because I think it's a muscle that you strengthen. Sure. But if you're someone who would say that, Breathwork is a great start because it's very active. Yeah, I recently became obsessed with the app Open. And you've never heard of it? No. Oh my gosh, it's so cool. And they have breathwork meditations. They have, I think they have workouts also. But I never used to do breathwork. Like I didn't know how to do it. And they have the best breathwork like sessions. And the music is so good. And it really like energizes you in the best way. So I've kind of shifted to doing breath work and meditation kind of alternating or I'll do breath work in the morning meditation later on in the day and it's kind of like that so good instant gratification of like I feel a physical shift right away because you're physically like altering the state of your and body and it causes you to be so present like you cannot have right these like thoughts when you are I mean trying to focus on your breathing you'd be so surprised much. but yes it makes it easier than just sitting yes. in silence for sure um so I do that and then I do my five-minute journal. Usually at this point, Ethan and I are both done meditating. And we do it together. Five-minute journal. I've been trying to eat before I have coffee, which is really hard for me. What do you me. usually have, like a banana? That's no, what I'm I trying do. to have a protein and fat. I thought I had to do. I mean, I have uh, just a banana usually with cinnamon smashed. Okay, well, if you're saying I could do that, then I will. But <laughs> because you're going to go work out right after. Right? Yeah. So you need that, like, instant carbs. Like, you need just, like, that burst of energy. Okay, so what I've been doing is coconut yogurt or cashew yogurt with seeds and almond butter. Which is also so yummy. Or two eggs with some avocado. But I, it's been feeling a little heavy, so that's a good tip because I'm like, it's too much. Because then I don't have that much time to digest and. So the reason I'm doing this is because I'm working with a nutritionist and that's what he recommended. And he okay. was telling me that like if you have a banana especially smashed yeah. and you throw the cinnamon, it's more blood sugar supportive. But also it's going to hit your blood stream faster, the glucose. So then when the caffeine hits your bloodstream faster or like instantly, the glucose is already there. Wait, you you might then approve of this because I was doing this a lot too. I forgot. Chia seed pudding mm-hmm. with mashed banana. So, so it's good. almond milk That's or coconut milk, balanced. chia seeds, and mashed banana. You approve? Yeah, okay. for sure. <laughs> okay. I think just eating anything in general. I know, but sometimes meals. it's been too heavy because I'm not used to eating, but I usually... Try the banana. Okay, I will. I think you'll like it. Okay, I will. And like it kind of tastes like baby food. I don't know. There's something about no, the I, texture of I love banana. mashed banana. It's so good. I put it in my oatmeal, my chia seed pudding. The I love. So then I have my coffee, watch some YouTube if I have time, and I go work out. That's the morning. And what routine. are your favorite workouts? Because we were just talking about how, like, your YouTube content, your TikTok content, it's all about trying different workouts, yeah. trying different ways of moving your body. So what are some of your current faves? So it really – I move intuitively. So mm-hmm. some seasons of life I'm more gravitated towards other workouts. So, like, right now, what are your Do favorites? you want to know classes? 
classes, any kinds of movement, anything. Okay, because I've just started becoming a gym girl and I'm like same trying to make it my personality oh yeah (laughs) I just think it's empowering to like not be following a oh my god lifting weights makes you feel so strong it's so confident following your own like not doing a class in like because I could lift weights in a class but it's very empowering to like go on TikTok and find my workout and list it out and then follow it yeah Um, like an intuitive gym girly yes but now I've burnt myself out from that so I'm back to the classes so (laughs) I Love, and I don't do it enough. The Class by Taryn Toomey. It is like what a spiritual. You would love it. It's so woo-woo. It is like a spiritual movement, map-based class. I used uh-huh. to do their PR. That's how I discovered them. It's called The Class? Yes. It's a lot of like shaking it out and dancing it out, but like just moving. So cool. No like choreography, just like shaking it out. And then it's like repetition music driven so it'll be one movement for one full song and you'll like let's say you're squatting right so you breathe in on the way down and then you like release on the way up which means you'll literally go like 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 a sound release it's so woo-woo but amazing I feel like that's perfect on a day where you're really like stressed or really like angry that's when I go release that's when I go I don't think about it unless I'm like so stressed or whatever it's amazing Mm -hmm. Been loving F45 because it's kind of like group personal training, mm-hmm. which I love because I'm very into strength training these days. And I also love Pilates. I've never done – I was always a mega former Pilates girl, and now I'm loving reformer. It feels you, so Are you an good. SLT girly or a solid core girly or something else? New York Pilates? Not solid core. I'm so sorry. Really? I oh, my God. To, I love solid no, core. No, I used to love it. It hurts. It does not feel good I've on my body. I've been doing it since sophomore year of college. I did too back then. But I don't do it very frequently. It really, honestly, anytime I've gone recently, I'm like, my shoulder hurts. Like, it doesn't feel mm. good on my body. Mm-hmm. I think it also very much depends on the instructor. So if you find the right instructor. Definitely. I love SLT because it's more relaxed version of that. And it burns. SLT is really great. Love. And then for, like, reformer, New York Pilates is amazing it feels so good you don't sweat it's like amazing I'm a Monday morning New York Pilates girl but it's so expensive yeah I've never tried it before I mean a perk of me working at a workout studio is I get and my TikTok I get a lot of classes for free Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but they're so expensive yeah it really is when it comes to like free YouTube workouts that are accessible to everyone what are your favorites for that Sydney Cummings is the number one if you are trying to do strength training. She is absolutely incredible. She's been on my podcast Sydney before. Cummings? Yes. She is incredible. I tried her for a month in the pandemic and fell in love. Her, like, Sydney squad is so loyal for her. She is, like, a motivational speaker. So it, she leads you through an entire workout as if you were with a trainer. And it's every single day at 5 a.m. she uploads a video. So you can follow along every single day live with the community. Wait, I have to check her out. It's a very intentional program. Like every month is a new program. You work out with her and at the stretch at the end, she just always has this like motivational speech that comes through her intuitively. She's just incredible. Amazing. That's for like strength training. Uh Uh-huh. And then I love Lily Sabri for like weighted Pilates. I, when I started the 75 hard challenge yeah. like when I first started my social media I was doing Lily Sabri like every single day because Pilates at home can love be her. very boring mm-hmm. and she's makes it so fun and challenging and she has a really good energy to herself too such good energy such good music mm-hmm. it's almost entertaining she's always talking to the guy behind the camera like and I love that she includes some weights for those days that you yeah. want to do low impact but make it really challenging. Yeah. I love. She's amazing. Love. I love Lily Sabri too. Those I are, love that. You're a Lily Sabri girl. I love. <laughs> so those are my two. If I'm going to do like a YouTube workout after all the ones I've tried on YouTube, those are the two that I – that like stick out. Okay. I want to also ask you, what are some wellnessy things that you think are not worth the hype? Oh, love this question <laughs> so much. Or, like, something that you recently tried that you thought you were going to be, like, over the moon with that is just, like, not it. No, I was thinking about this the other day about something specific, and it's – I can't think. Give me multiple things. Oh, you know what? I'm trying to think of, like, the experiences I've tried that are overrated. Like, that um, body roll place. Mm-hmm. 
A little overrated. Yeah, like you just get a little gun at home, the price of two sessions there, and do it to yourself. Like it was just kind of like, like you have to pay like $65 to go to this massage machine It's like the wooden rolly thing. Yeah. Yeah, I've tried it before. I also thought it was a little bit overrated. Yeah, like I'm sure it's great, but is it something I ever thought about going back to? Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of like products too because I try so many products. Like, I'm a wellness junkie, so I try mm-hmm. all the things I feel like. Well, liquid IV, I don't like. No. Which electrolytes do you like? Element? I love Element, and I've been loving small brand Coast. They sent me stuff, and a lot of random brands, like small brands, will send me stuff, and I'm like, what is this? And I'll try it, or I'll throw it out. My new thing is putting things in my water. I, like, love it. Uh-huh. Because I'm constantly dehydrated. These Coast packets have electrolytes they have the essential amino acids they have so what's called like nad plus booster or whatever i don't even know what any of it means really but i know that they're good for you and it's the same as element where it's like not added sugar added stuff they taste so subtle and good i'm obsessed with coast and element i love that and then kind of changing gears just a little bit in the introduction, you were kind of talking about how, like, in your particular journey in your family, mental health has always been a big thing and, like, being really open about struggling, whether it's anxiety, depression, just, like, all the things. So when it comes to your own inner growth journey, what do you feel like has been either a pattern you've had to break, something you've had to outgrow or get really real about, or just something that has caused a lot of growth for you? I had to realize a couple things. One thing that I cannot control anyone else, I can only control how I react. So it's like always blaming the circumstances and other people and Mm -hmm. letting it consume me, like other people's struggles, other people's habits or whatever, what they say that affect me would all consume me and get the best of me and my anxiety. And then I realized, wait, that part I can control how I internalize the information, how I react to a situation, that is in my control. What happens outside of myself and what other people do, I can't control. So I had to stop thinking that I had as much of an impact as I thought I did on other people's mental health or other people's willingness to get help or other people's willingness to do better for themselves or to act better, be better or whatever it might be. It's like, I don't have as much power as I thought I have. And it's actually liberating to realize that. That is so powerful. I feel like I've had to really learn that, especially when it comes to my own spiritual awakening. When I started learning all these things, I wanted so badly for like my family or certain people in my life to live their lives the same way I was living because I was seeing good results. I was like, oh my God, this is so great. Like I want these other people to also do that because it's so special, but you can't force someone else's timeline to go in the same direction as yours or you can't force someone else's spiritual awakening. And I think that's something really important to unlearn. It's kind of liberating. Yeah. Because it's all about control, right? So it's like, I have an influence on this person. Like I should be doing more. I should be more influential on their, mm. on their life. And like, I can help them. And it's like mm-hmm. the Virgo being like, I need to serve other people. I need to be helping everyone. It's like, girl, <laughs> until they want to change, that's what I had to realize until other people want to change. Like there's nothing I can do. And also yeah. if I put myself first and my mental health and my physical health and my feeling good in my own self, my positive energy will radiate onto others and affect others. But I have to just focus on myself. Like you have a choice is kind of another layer that I've learned through my journey is something I actually realized like this year. It's like so simple It's funny. You can hear the same message multiple times, but it's like once you hear it or experience it in the way that that you need to hear it or see it or learn it, it doesn't hit quite the same. So like realizing that I have a choice and that other people have a choice to make a change instead of harping on something you're really upset about in your life. It's like, oh, I I can change that. You always think like, no, I'm in this full-time job. I can't. I have a boss. It's like we put too much power in the hands of others and in the hands of the circumstances around us and not in our own actions. And I think we do that out of a subconscious attempt at not taking the action. Yeah. Because when you just say, oh, but it's just my circumstances or you take the victim perspective or the blaming perspective or even the like, well, there's nothing I can do about it. 
you kind of stay in your comfort zone. Absolutely. And I've kind of... in your discomfort. Yes. And I've kind of now become a little addicted to taking risks and to change. Like every year I have changed jobs or I've changed something in my life. I want to move. I want to do this. I want to do that. So like Mm. that is something new about me. I never thought that I liked change or didn't realize that about myself. And I think once I realized that I have a choice in everything, I felt like I had to stay in my full-time job because the rule was – you have to stay in your full-time job until you make as much in your side hustles that matches your full-time that job. That was like the belief. The belief. That was guiding your action. And once I realized I can do whatever I want and figure out a way to make money in a part-time and a freelance in whatever capacity I want, it just gave me so much freedom to be like, oh, let's try it this way now, this way now. Like I just trust my gut and myself and I know my personality and I'm naturally a hustler. So like I'll yeah. figure it out. It all goes back to like you have a choice. Yeah. And I think that realizing like, okay, I have this choice. And also taking off the pressure of I have to do things this particular way has allowed you to take so many risks and then has allowed you to actually experiment all these possibilities to figure out what you actually want. And what you actually want might also change. So it's also opened up the possibility for you to be even more open to different ways of doing things in the future. That's something actually from Dr. Joe Dispenza's work that I realized from reading his book is like there's an infinite amount of possibilities of where your life could go and what kind of identity you can have. And it's so cool to realize that if I wanted to become like a lacrosse player right now, like I have the choice to go watch the YouTube channels and start training. And like, it's just, it's so exciting to me once I realize and freeing and liberating that like, I really can do whatever I want. Yes, there are limitations and you need to find the resources and whatnot. But if you're, I know myself and if I'm passionate enough about something, like I can figure it out. Yeah. And I think that kind of goes even further to the belief of I am capable. Exactly. Totally. I am capable of doing whatever I set my mind to. You're good at translating like my thoughts into affirmations. (laughs) (laughs) I need to tell you my current limiting beliefs so that you can tell me what affirmations. That's like the best way to create your affirmations. Wait, I kind of love that. I love that. I also really like taking big ideas and complicated things and breaking them down, making yeah. them really grounded and really easy to understand. You're good at that. That's like one of my favorite things, I think. You're really good at that. Thank That's you. why you're a good teacher and health coach, I feel like. Thank you. Love it. Yeah. Okay, let's do some rapid fire questions. Oh, I love. Yay. Okay, I do these with every guest. So okay. I'm excited for your answers. The first one is, do you have a mantra or a phrase or a quote that you live by or that you often kind of come back to? Dare to be different. That's where the name of my podcast, Dare to Self-Care, came from. Wait, where did you hear that for the first time? I don't know. I think, honestly, I was looking for quotes to put on, like, my vision board. Uh-huh. Uh, dare to be different. And then the other one's dare to – oh, sorry. It started with dare to suck. Okay. And I loved that because it's, like, take the risk. Worst comes yeah. to worst, you suck. And, like, dare to possibly suck. I love that. And then I saw another version of it when I looked up. A picture of it for my vision board that was dare to be different and I loved that too and I dare to self-care now and I think that's why I've like become a risk taker I love yeah. it yeah yeah dare to be different I really love that okay amazing do you have any books that you would recommend to anyone listening that have changed your life just like what are your favorites atomic habits Love James Clear so much. My um, newsletter, which actually for anyone listening who doesn't know I have a newsletter, is actually a 321 newsletter, which is inspired by James Clear newsletter, which is also 321. Yeah. I love him. Also, Super Attract and Universe Has Your Back by Gabby Bernstein are great. Those were like the my first like entry to spirituality ever. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm in the middle of reading Becoming Supernatural by Dr. Joe Dispenza. It's mind-blowing. Are you, like, a science-driven person? So I'm not, but my boyfriend's very – like, he's literally an environmental scientist. He's very science-driven, and it's made me, unfortunately, not become more of a skeptic in life, but just, like, need tangible – kind of what you said, like – The earthiness. I need tangible evidence or – It's not, like, the actual science. That goes over my head, but, like, I just need tangible evidence. Like, seeing the proof almost. Yeah, I feel like that's what Joe Dispenza does really well is he helps these people who are very rational and maybe logical or science-driven understand spirituality and see the, like, proof. It makes me feel better about spending my time doing it. It's weird. Mm -hmm. Because as much as I love the woo-woo, it's really cool to see real evidence. It is cool. 
I actually so. have never read his books, but I have to. They take a really long time. I've, I bought Becoming Supernatural and I opened it and I was like, oh my no, God, I'm like 40. Sciencey for me. I'm 40%. Okay. You have to get through those pages, even if you just skim, because then you'll get to a page where you can't put it down. Okay. So that's every time I stop, it's because it's too sciencey. It's going over my head. Then you but keep I, going. I just have to, once I keep going, I'm good. Okay. But it's okay. taking me, I'm like giving myself time. It's taking me like a year. Okay, I'll have to do it. I'll have to like get it again. When I go home to and Florida, just, like, see my skim family. Skim the stuff I that's going it. over your head and wait till something, like there will be little things that click for you and things that click for someone else. Yeah. And, like, I feel like I have to give Pedro, my fiance, that book because he is very sciencey. I love that. I feel like he'll appreciate it and maybe he'll have a different perspective on spirituality. There's also like YouTube videos where he explains it in 10 minutes and like that's a good, like yeah. you, you could just do that. Yeah, if you're trying to get into Joe Dispenza, maybe start with YouTube. Start with the 10 minute YouTube video that says watch this every day. It's amazing. There we go. Perfect. Okay, next question is what makes you feel like your higher self? Being on a mic or on camera and it, I for a long time felt insecure that that I was like that's so vain that's so surface level but I I've, freaking love it too I don't I know do what feel it like is. my higher self right now it's not surface level because I don't know what it is in this unit and how I was created but since I was little it just makes me feel most myself I don't know what to tell you <laughs> did your mom film or dad film a lot of like Home videos, that kind of thing. My dad had the video camera out at all times. And my mom was very much like took me to all my auditions growing up and all the things. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. My mom used to film a lot of home videos and take a lot of pictures. And I would always say like, don't stop filming. Like oh, I, I was like, vlogging. This is, this is how you put on lipstick. No. And I would be like, first you open the glass. We were vloggers. <laughs> like when literally. I go into my home videos, I was vlogging with my dad's camera. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah, fully. It's like your inner child's. Yeah. Kind of passions and yeah. like little joyful like moments is what gives you a glimpse into. Right. It's like doing. I need to stop shaming myself for it and just yeah, like. I love that you said that. And so I think about my like younger self loving it. I'm like, we're doing it for her. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah. We're doing it for her. I love that. Last question yes. is if someone didn't hear this conversation and they just heard this moment, Ooh. what would you want to leave them with? You got to take care of you first. You can't control anyone else. And the only way you could possibly have an impact on someone else is by watering your plant first, so to speak. If you're taking care of you, that energy will rub off on someone else. And I honestly hate, sometimes I shame myself. I'm like, we're 26. Why am I preaching life advice? But I experienced it. It's something that really helped yeah. me once I realized I can't control anyone else. All I control is how I feel and that radiates to other people. It helped me, so. Yeah, and I think it's really important because we're all in different life stages. And so the things that we're talking about might be helping people in all different kinds of moments. So true. I think something a little more tangible and less like something everyone says is if you are so passionate about something and it's eating you up inside, you can do it. Even if you've never taken a risk in your life, all it takes is the one risk. And once you prove to yourself that like you did it and everything was fine, even if it didn't blow, like my YouTube channel hasn't blown up. That was the first risk I ever took. And it kind of becomes addicting because you're like, wait, yeah. I can do it. Like I didn't, I didn't die. Everything's fine. <laughs> yeah. And I think it goes back to the affirmation. You are capable. Yeah. Live for you. Title this episode. You are capable. Love it. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a big running thread through this entire conversation, whether it was through starting your YouTube channel mm -hmm. or trying all the different jobs you did or yeah. making changes. And I think that's really impactful and important. So I'm really happy we dove into all of that. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Can you plug yourself and tell everyone where they can follow you, listen sure. to you, see you on camera, all the things? Well, I'm really Jen Lauren everywhere. So TikTok, it's Jen Lauren with two N's. Instagram, it's Jen underscore Lauren with two N's. YouTube, it's Jen Lauren. And then my podcast is Dare to Self Care. We just recorded one on Dare to Self-Care. podcast swap. <laughs> so we did a pod swap. Go listen over there. And I think that's everything. Thank you so much. This Thank has been amazing. You. So fun. Bye. The headlines remind us daily. The world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine. Stop noticing. But you know better. 
and your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.